Welcome to Inside Twin Net Support with top guests and top tips. So, hi, and welcome to another episode of Insights here on the Net Support stand at Bet 2024. I'm really excited to have somebody uh, with me for a conversation today who has been uh, really influential in the shaping of lots of conversations around educational technology over the years. He's uh, got a whole bunch of advisory roles. He's a, a, a first school, primary first school head teacher, uh, based down uh, in, in on the south coast in Dorset, and uh, he's someone I, I'm really uh, sort of pleased to have a good, sort of friendly relationship with. I would call him a friend. I, I mean, absolutely. hopefully he wouldn't call yeah, me a friend. Absolutely, Mark. And we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about what we we're going to talk Friday night a moment ago, but we'll save that for the off air. For another time, exactly. But no. It's been a great pleasure to introduce uh, Mr. Gary Spracken. Hi, Gary. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here at Bet24. Yeah, and how's your day been so far? It's been an early start coming up from Dorset. Uh, I think I picked my colleague up at 20 past five this morning. Wow. Uh, we were on the five to six train and then uh, into Bet for the opening. So excited to be here um, and excited for what's in store throughout the day, really. Brilliant. And um, I mentioned some of the things you've been involved in. I didn't go into more detail, though, because I wanted you to uh, sort of elicit that, because um, Gary's school is one which has always been, um, you know, for, me, for my money, uh, not just the forefront of technology, but the thinking around good use of technology as well. Uh, some of the things I saw him doing around assemblies, for example, during the pandemic. Uh, um, you know, doing those walks, do you remember? Yeah, I remember you know, all, Gary all sorts is, of things going on. He's, he's, he's a real inspiration to me and to many others. So I wanted you to sort of share a little bit about your, your work in education and um, what's led you to where you are at the school and the sorts of things that sort of inspire your thinking. Yeah, so Mark, I've been in education for about 15 years now and throughout that time uh, I've seen just this exponential growth of the access and use of technology in schools. Um, and my journey actually started as a teacher at the Prince of Wales School. I did my final wow. teaching placement there, 2008-2009, and then went and worked in a school in Weymouth for a little bit and then came back as a teacher at the school. And it was during that time that we started to see the release of iPads and yep. um, iPads to support education. And it was back in 2012 that the school actually won an award for its use with of iPads with children with severe disabilities. Right. So we were using apps like, uh, communication apps like Prologue to Go, yep. Prologue Protory, and others that have now come along like LAMP and things like that. And it was the first time that we saw tablets integrated with cameras. So for back then, it was a real revolution for children that had complex speech needs to be able to use real images instead of widgets. Yeah. So if, it was an Im- if they wanted to say mum, Instead of pressing a widget image of mum, they could literally pick a picture of their mum and that instant kind of personal connection. And I think that kind of summarises for me why I've always embraced technology. It's because of that individual impact it can have on young people. Yeah. And in all the work that I've done over the years now, it's been about putting learning and children at the heart of what we do, um, focusing on the why, focusing on how can we add value and make a difference. And it was from my work at Prince of Wales that I um, was appointed to a role in 20, at the end of 2012 I became the director of digital learning and innovation for a new academy that was starting up. Um, it was a complex project, bringing five schools together. And during that project, we became the first large-scale rollout of one-to-one Google Chromebooks in Europe. Uh, we went from having no technology in the school, pretty much, yeah. to having one-to-one Chromebooks overnight. Yep. Um, and all the associated challenges and opportunities that come with that, of children using devices at home, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, access and um, equity, equity 
um, making sure that everything was equitable with people that didn't have internet and things like that. Um, and then through the years, my role has continued to develop both IT and school leadership. And then in 2017, I came back to the Prince of Wales School for my first headship. Um, been there seven years now, and throughout that time, we've gained Google Reference School status. We've moved the school to being a Google Chromebook, uh, heavy users, as well as a range of other devices. And of course, with lockdown, everyone you know embraced technology in new and different ways. And we really um, gave a response that was applicable to the age that we were working with. We're a first school, so we go from reception to year four. Yeah. Um, so we didn't feel that in that first lockdown that it was the best model to do live learning in that concept of everyone sitting down and a teacher trying to control everyone via Zoom or Teams or whatever it may be, Hangouts. What we did instead is we created almost like our own TV channel where we celebrated the learning that children was doing. We were celebrating absolutely everything. My funniest story is that there was two boys and their mum at home that, that conducted their own science experiment where they, where they decided which oil was best to spread on their bodies right. to slide across the kitchen floor. <laughs> And they created this video of these kids sliding across the floor and obviously generated all this discussion about friction and different things like this. And what it, what it did is, is it cemented the fact that learning can happen anywhere, anytime, on any device, with anyone. And it celebrated that. And through lockdown, we did three live broadcasts a day. We did a good morning power broadcast. We did an assembly, which at its height had like 20,000, 30,000 people tuning in. We had the rhino keeper from Folly Farm Zoo. They're live with the rhinos. And he was just working on my mobile phone, and we were just working on StreamYard, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing in guests, working through different things. And it was really powerful. And we just built that community of people around it. And we've taken some of those things forward. We still do some virtual assemblies now when we're bringing in specialists that yeah. we wouldn't be able to afford to necessarily bring down to Dorset. So we might be speaking to someone in a museum in London, or we might be speaking to a sports star who's representing their country in a different part of the world. And we can do that because of the power of technology. And it's, you know, that wouldn't be possible years ago, would it? So, and it's just now so seamless. Absolutely. But one of the things I'll, 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 I'm going to pick on a key word that you said towards the end there, Gary. And thank you so much for sharing that. It's, the work that goes on there is absolutely amazing. But you mentioned the word afford. Yeah, yeah. Now my children went to first schools. Yeah. And I know that I know what the makeup's like. You've got very few staff. Yeah. Um, you, you're all doing a million and one different jobs as well. There's a great community feel. You have a mux in. There's a very yeah, family yeah. sort of feel at the first school. It's, it's a great place to be and work. But budget wise, mm-hmm. you, you don't get much. No, you don't. It's and so it's... you really need to make every penny count. And you know, but you're a, a school that has got a wealth of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're uh, working uh, with um, uh, Ian Nairn, for example, yeah. with Sea Learning and, and, and looking at Merlin use. Yeah. You've got your i3 uh, uh, um, um, touchscreens and, and the Chrome. I know you've got special relationships with the companies that you work with, and you've been involved in in, in lots of conversations. I wondered if you could sort of share a little bit and give some of our because everyone's you know tight on budgets and, and money needs to be stretch it in, in, as much as it possibly can but can you share some some of uh, the, the ways in which you, and the approaches you have and how you develop these relationships so that you're able to get the best possible opportunities with the tech you get into your school yeah. so I think fundamentally it's about building relationships over time it's about working with people yeah. it's about a commitment um, on being honest and open that's where we've always worked with companies and we have taken products on on trial basis as before yeah um, and what we found is that companies um, really respect us being honest about their product 
um, and providing that kind of critique because too often I think something goes into school and there's kind of a fanfare and you know it's nice and shiny but is it making a difference and how do we measure that difference and with yeah. the companies we work with are, are really in that space where they want to make a difference um, it's not you know let's be honest so many you know the education sector there's not a lot of money around in any shape or form you know unless you're you know looking in certain parts of the world which we're not working in and the companies that are working in this space are doing so because they want to make a difference. You know, I can see around now a couple of big companies that work across multiple sectors. And there's, you know, if they go and work in fintech or something like that, finance, they're going to get a lot more yeah. um, income for their expenditure. They're in this market because they want to make a difference and they want to see that their products that they're, that they're deploying to market can make a difference to young people's lives. And in order to develop that, they need honest feedback. And that does mean sometimes having a real difficult conversation and going, you know what? We just think it's a bit gimmicky, it's not making a difference, and we can't find out how best to use it, or it's lagging for us. Or it's, and, and, and what we've seen over the years is that companies are really um, respondent to that. And you just mentioned Merlin Mind, and that's a product that we're working with at the moment. The, the, the journey that product's been on over the last 18, 24 months is just incredible. Well, from, from you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were the first school in the world to have one of those large devices in every classroom in the yeah. school. Um, you know, it's quite bonkers when you say it because it's an American product, but we're the, you know, we're a little school in Dorset, and we're the only school in the world to have one in every single classroom. But we had issues, and I'm sure they weren't mind me sharing, but we had issues with the connection with our displays. Yeah. Um, it became a bit clunky, but they've taken that on board, obviously with other people's feedback as well, and they developed it still further. And I'm going to look at the latest prototype after this meeting now. They're going to have a catch up with them. So I think that's really important. I think when it comes to finances itself, I think there's a real need to kind of especially if you're new coming into an organisation, is to, is to sit down and look line by line. Where is your money going? Because certainly when I arrived at the school, there was still money going on warranties for machines we no longer had. Okay, you know, things that have been thrown away, we were still committing month by month a fee to because there hadn't been that level of scrutiny. And I think you need to look at where there are certain times you spend money on a product um, and you've got another product that does the same job. Yeah. It's about finding that balance and making sure that you're directing your resources accordingly. I think in a school my size, there's no need for local infrastructure. We do everything out now by the cloud. We have no servers yeah. on site. So we're completely cloud-based school. So that has saved significant money over time. We continue to struggle because we're off two copper lines at the moment. We haven't got fiber on site. Right. So we're, we're very close. That's happening in the next couple of weeks, um, which will be a big relief because that will half my broadband costs. When I get fiber, I'm not having to pay the two lines yeah. to get a comparable yeah. speed at the moment. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. But it's just being aware of the market and being um, in touch with the market and developing a relationship and a commitment to giving honest and open feedback and working with products as they come to market. So what I love walking around here is there's so many things that I now use that at the time I thought I was the only person in the UK using. So and I'm sure I wasn't the only person, but I didn't know any school near me that was using it. Yeah. So like signing app now, they've got a massive um, stack yeah, there today. Yeah, yeah. But I've been using that for seven years. Like and when I first met them, they, they they didn't have a method of payment for UK. It was like, oh well, we're gonna, we don't know how to invoice the school in the UK because we haven't dealt with many of you sort of thing. And now they're here with this massive stand, and it's just like that's awesome. Same with Securely. When we first used that, they were two guys working in a university dorm room. They're now with massive stands, that's household name now, really, securely. So um, it's amazing if you reach out there and you look at things. There's a in the far corner of the this exhibition hall today. There's a um, uh, 
interactive sandbox. Have yeah. you seen that before? I have, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the guy was showing, I said, we've got one of those. Cause, you know, and it was like, we, we've embraced it before other schools locally have. So I think sometimes being at the head of the curve and just trying things out. And don't get me wrong, Mark, there's loads of things that I've tried that I've, you know, jumped in with two feet and gone, you know, and that doesn't always save me money. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, my finance director goes, you don't really want to renew that, do you? Because you haven't used it all year. And I'm like, yeah. But I think giving yourself some almost allowance to, to fail, because we, we tell that with the children all the time, don't we? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach them to fail. Um, and we need to do that with our... Um, with our strategy in terms of improvement and because if you don't try something you never know it's going to work uh, there's, there's lots to unpick in there with the advice you're giving really Gary certainly that idea of things being tight but loose yeah, yeah. you know and, and um, getting value for money on the um, thing that the licenses you have got and, yeah. and not replicating on things uh, having those difficult conversations but then having the, the looseness to be able to facilitate you going off and doing a bit of R&D and researching it as well Loads and loads of things to, to um, bit there, and then again that relationship, the honesty, the conversations, sometimes difficult yeah. on that product development. That's that honesty. I mean, it's, it's, it's you'd super. want it, you, if you were doing something in the market. You want that honesty back. Yeah, every, everyone learns from it. If you can't take that feedback, well, then then that's that's the wrong place. You're in the wrong exactly. space, aren't you? Really? Look, I'm, I'm well. Our time's up. Yeah, it's gone um, past. <laughs> uh, if you're looking to connect with uh, Gary, um, uh, his name's Sprackler. So name's Spracklin. Flip it. And that's his Twitter handle there. You can no find him. You might have had a Zoom one up, but we'll put it into the show notes anyway. Um, he's a great person to follow, a great, great person to connect with. Uh, a real pleasure to have you come have a chat with me today, Gary. Thank you to you for joining us on this episode of Insights Live from the show floor at Bet 2024. Thank you. Thank you.